0: Hi, this is Sylvie Curry from Ramona, California, and I'm listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Start the
1: game. Let's go! Do it live. Okay. Do it live! I'll write it and
2: we'll do it live!
1: So to get that perfect barbecue, you use wood. Are you
2: sure it's safe? Whatever. We put the lighter fluid on, strike the match, and... Should we call the fire department? That might be a good idea. And welcome to the really big Barbecue Central show. This is the show that talks about all things that are important to the world of barbecue and grilling. The show originating from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame city, Bomb City, USA, Cleveland, Ohio, the barbecue capital of the North Coast. I am your program host. Greg Rempty, happy to have you aboard here for your Tuesday evening's live fire fun and frivolity show. If tonight, the last show of 2022, you would like to take part, here's how you do that and how you follow the show.
1: You can get in touch with the show by sending an email to Greg at com. Follow us on all the social media channels at bbqcentralshow. And be sure to subscribe to the show podcast feed on your favorite podcast platform.
2: Anything else you want to find out about the show can be found at the main website, the com. And here's what's happening in case you get the newsletter coming up in about 12 minutes from now. And he will carry 35 past the hour as well. A longtime sponsor of the show, but more importantly than that, a longtime friend of the show and friend of mine outside of the show and a founder of one of the most popular cooking vessels in the live fire space right now and has been ever since its inception. We welcome back 2022 Barbecue Guest Hall of Fame member Noah Glanville from Pit Barrel Cooker. On tap with Noah this evening, through those two segments, we will talk about how his life has changed for the better as it relates to getting into the Guest Hall of Fame this year along with the four other members that he's been inducted with. We'll also talk about 2022, this past year, and how that hit his business. We'll also have him take a look ahead into 2023 and get his idea on what might be happening in the live fire space as well. Also, depending on how time evolves and or evaporates during this segment, I would really like to do an origin story, but Noah is so steeped in story and background. We should probably just, hold these two segments aside and do an origin story right off the bat, but we have some other business items to get to. So we will attempt an origin story with Noah Glanville, but I'm sure it won't do as much service as I would like to, but at least get a working background of what Noah was like prior to the pit barrel cooker and uh, any time before he got into the live fire industry background about where he grew up and, how he's served the country, what he's been through in that regard. So looking forward to catching up with Noah Glanville in the first hour. That will bring a close to the first hour, then we'll move to the second hour where we will find, because it's the fourth Tuesday of a month, the last embedded correspondence segment of 2022, and dare I say, the last hour of the show in 2022. That's right. So this evening... We will have a special Embedded Correspondence segment. I have it slated to run in its normal time frame, although there may be some topics that we don't want to siphon off into 2023 for that January segment. So we might go a little bit longer here this evening. Who knows at this point? That's why it's live. That's why we do the show live. We'll do it live. But we are starting out with the expectation that it will go. It's traditional two segments and not a second longer than that. On the agenda this evening, I have a mea quelpa. I have an apology. I have to call myself onto the carpet at the beginning of the embedded correspondence segment. I'm not proud of it. And to be quite honest, I didn't even know I was in violation until an Instagram follower casually asked me a question. And I'm going to leave it there. But boy, do I look like a sham. Much like Doug Scheiding, I might have earned my internet broadcasting career degree from Sham University Upstate. <laughs> graduation rate of two. For graduation class of two. Sham State Univer uh, Sham University Upstate such a prolific university now graduation, uh, graduating its second member, Doug being the initial university holder. I'm now the second graduating member. So uh, we will do that. Then I have a major announcement as it relates to the show in 2023 that I thought we would never see again because of things that happened in 2022. But I was wrong And I'm happy to say I'm wrong. I didn't even expect it. And this wasn't even happening until about three hours ago. But I will also introduce that. And then we will get into the 100% Assurity Picks. Brand new round of that. And we will also get into the best of 2022. Best guests, best trends, worst trends, best segments, things like this. There's also some Beyond Meat potential, but that's probably going to get pushed off until January as well, although more and more of us seem to be getting our hands on the seared beef tips. I found mine just yesterday at a Walmart in Eastlake. I haven't gotten to them yet because I'm eating all the leftovers from the holidays, and that's really hard to do. (laughs) Trust me. I'm trying my hardest and trying to live within the David Leans and do wellness program all at the same time. So that's what's on tap here this evening. Noah Glanville, first hour, embedded correspondence, second hour. And wouldn't you know it, it's the last show of 2022. You can follow me on Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, and Snapchat at BBQ Central Show. We say good evening to those of you watching through one of our video streaming platforms this evening. You can go to Facebook and Twitch slash BBQ Central Show to watch. Also, you can take in the show via the YouTubes slash RDRempe. I will also take a second to say hello to all the folks using the audio streaming platform clubhouse as well and there you can hear us instead of watching us you can do it whichever way you want this week's poll on the youtube but if you'd like to answer go ahead on facebook and twitch and shoot it up there in the chat i will see it in my role what are you eating for new year's day some form of pork and sauerkraut or something else altogether? initially of you are doing some type of pork and sauerkraut. And 67% of you are doing something completely different. So we will keep tabs on that here this evening. So let's start here tonight. I got a number of emails over the week saying how much enjoyment was gotten out of the 2022 year in review that I tried to race through last Tuesday night. And I quickly realized while I was putting that together... There's a tremendous amount of material to get through, and I see within a 12-month span, the show generates an incredibly amount of diverse content, the majority covering the barbecue and grilling industry, but sometimes it's off the board. It makes me think of something John Solberg said to me a number of years ago. He said that years from now, when people go back to research the barbecue and grilling industry between 2006 when the show started just as a podcast to whenever the show ends, and there's no end date in sight at this point, the Barbecue Central show will be the reference to turn to to see what was happening, what was being invented, what was being brought to market for sale, whose barbecue restaurant was the best, what trends were beginning and ending, what was the news of the day. This show is a documentation of the history and is done in a way that has never been done before. So when I end up doing a year in review, it reminds me that this is what continues to drive me to do the show each Tuesday, to entertain, to educate the audience. Yes, of course, but to document the happenings of an industry that I really enjoy covering. So thank you to everyone who's ever listened to even one episode of this show, and to the future people who are listening to the show and podcast or on YouTube. I hope the show helps you see what was going down during the times you are in the process of researching. I plan to continue to do the show at the level you have come to expect from me. And there are some great things in store for 2023. So be ready as we will be off and running next week. We do not do seasons. We do not do winter breaks or holiday breaks or any of that crap. No days off. No days off. We only do it live, and we only do it Tuesdays. So let's continue to press through right into the new year. Bob in California writing in, Greg, big podcast listener. Maybe five years or so. Add me to the list of barbecuers that enjoy a premium cigar. In fact, my interest has grown over the past year or so. Hearing this Mr. J guy on the show has added a lot of value to my overall knowledge, and he has introduced me to a number of brands I wouldn't have been aware of otherwise. Thanks for the diverse content on the show and looking forward to Mr. J's next visit. Regards, Bob. Bob, thank you. Noah Glanville will be dropping by to chat here for the next two segments. Before we get to him, what do we love about ceramic cookers? We love that they're fuel efficient. We love that you can achieve low and slow temperatures for traditional barbecue meats. We love that you can get rip-roaring hot For high-temperature grilling of steaks and other thin cuts. But what's missing in the everyday lineup of ceramic cookers? The real ability to do true two-zone cooking. Two-zone cooking is very important to both professional and backyard cooks alike. It's the easiest way to manage a fire with confidence. However, getting a two-zone fire in a round ceramic cooker is not very realistic. Why? Because it's round! Enter Primo Grill and their game-changing oval design. This shape gives you the ability to execute the two-zone setup that you desire. It also gives you the other ceramic grill benefits as well. When you think about it, you can cook on this thing 60 different ways. Primo Cooker is only limited by your culinary imagination. They got new lift hinges. They got revamped top and bottom air damps. They got the Primo Grill rotisserie, they got the pizza grill accessory, they have rib racks, a whole bunch of great accessories to complete that Primo Grill experience, only sold through dealers, so find one near you by visiting primogrill.com, then visit the dealer, touch them, feel them, and then pick the oval that's best for you. Here's the bottom line, best ceramics in the biz, of course, patented technology, you betcha, True two-zone cooking capabilities. I just told you that. And they do have multiple sizes. Get the Oval. Do they have a round one? Yeah. Get the Oval. Even Meathead says get the Oval. And who doesn't trust Meathead? He rates it very highly on his Smokers and Grills reviews over at AmazingRips.com. So don't take my word for it. Take Meathead's word for it. Primogrill.com. That's primogrill.com. And I hope to have Noah Glanville right after
1: this. So stick around. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. live from the Barbecue Central Show Studios in Cleveland, Ohio. You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Once again, here's your host, Greg Rempe.
2: Welcome back. This portion of the show being brought to you by Cookin' Pellet's Com, your number one source for quality wood pellets for all your pellet-driven cookers. All you have to do is visit cookingpellets.com. That's C-O-O-K-I-N-Pellets.com for more information or to purchase. Or you can see what other great products they might have to add a little smoky goodness to whatever it is out there on your pellet cooker, maybe a charcoal cooker. Who knows? Chris Becker and the gang, ready to support the show once again in 2023. So if you're looking for quality pellets, that is the place that I suggest you go first and foremost. My guest in the first hour of this evening is the co-founder of Pit Barrel Cooker. He is continuing to enjoy success on many levels, not the least of which is being inducted into the Barbecue Central Show's Guest Hall of Fame class of 2022, i.e. this year's class. A successful businessman, a family man as I know him, a veteran of this country, and one of the best humans walking the earth currently. Also, ready to go here in the green room. We welcome back friend of the show, Noah Glanville. Hey, Noah. What's up, buddy? I'm happy to have you. Glad you could make it.
0: Man, that sounded like a hell of an introduction. Thank you.
2: I have to ask you right off the bat, as I do to each new member of the Barbecue Central Show's Guest Hall of Fame, not did it come as a surprise or was the ring enough got for you, but how has life or how have you had to adjust to life getting into the Barbecue Central Show's Guest Hall of Fame, all the fanfare? Media attention and requests I consume. I've only heard from other guys over the last four years that we've done it. It can be overwhelming,
0: no doubt. And I should we should probably start a group with some of the other guys to to help deal with those those uh, the changes in life.
2: Uh, You (laughs) need a support group for
0: the barbecue hall of for the guest hall of fame. Right, yeah. One of the funniest things my one of my boys walked in my office and he saw it sitting on my desk and he says, "Dad, that looks like a Super Bowl ring. What is that?" And I said, "Well, read it, buddy. It has my name on it, Barbecue Hall of Fame. You know, it's, I'm a big deal." And they're like, "You are not a big deal. What are you talking about? You're just sad. Well, you know, come on. Um, no, it uh, r- really cool. It, it's the coolest ring I have. I mean, besides my wedding ring, but uh, it's." Uh, No, it's much appreciated. Thank you.
2: Now, uh, people don't know this, but right around this time, maybe even a little earlier, um, this time last year, let's say November-ish, we were talking uh, just offline between us gals, and you said, you know, people are going to be in for a rude awakening. Uh, The contacts that you had that we weren't naming names, rule number one of the show, of course, no names, please you said there's a lot of inventory that's stacking up there's a lot of holds being placed on stuff that's being brought in from overseas but people don't want to do that and as the year turns it, it still might look a little hefty from the sales side but quickly it will evaporate and you know we're going to find ourselves in a precarious position you were dead on what do you look back at and evaluate pit barrel barbecues 2022.
0: You know, I, I well, I think I contributed that to being a business owner and entrepreneur, uh, birds of a feather, right? And so, you know, a lot of other people that own businesses. But it seems and some of the
2: biggest and smartest businesses were gambling that what had happened in a two year span that had never happened before in this industry was going to stick and they were increasing A number of employees and manufacturing facilities and bringing on incredibly weird lines to supplement the product or to value add to the core business product. And you saw well past that. But some of the biggest names, as I said, seemed to buy in hook, line and sinker and to the demise of some CEOs, by the way.
0: Yeah, and I and I think I mean bandwidth is probably the most expensive thing to bring onto a company, and people poured on the bandwidth to support the growth. I mean, you looked at what twenty twenty eighteen, twenty nineteen, you know what we were getting close to a five billion dollar industry in in barbecue, and you look at where we're at now, and I mean, and I think I I, I'm really excited for what twenty twenty three is going to bring. I think it's, I think it's probably needed if it, if it goes away that I think it will. Um, but it's going to be painful. I think we're going to have historic layoffs and there's going to be companies. I mean, you could, I was just talking with a friend, you could hire the most well-educated number cruncher to help you with your forecast. And they're still at the end of the day, after looking at the spreadsheets are going to have no clue. Mm. You've got to put factors in and, Put all these things on 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 the wall and say, now what do we do? And I I wouldn't want to be a company that is taking ten plus percent of the of the lion's share in this industry right now because you've had you have some big difficult decisions to make coming in. And I mean, I think in you know there's talk about in 2025 it being a 10 billion dollar industry, and I I believe it. I just think it's going to be a roller coaster getting there, and just like anything, when you're When you're playing with a roller coaster trying to figure out when to get on and get off someone you're going to get hurt so um you know with our size we've always grown responsibly and and i'm glad that you know i feel really good for where we're at being direct to consumer i wouldn't have it any other way we can bring more value we can bring better quality and we can be more nimble um, when we need to and directly support the consumer demand versus waiting a year or eighteen months for when that purchase order comes in from a larger big box. So, um, you know, we're I feel like we're in a pretty good spot to to grow. Or if we need to pump the brakes, we can do that too.
2: When you talk about having it be a roller coaster ride here over the next year and a half or so, do you see as we've seen in the last year and a half, uh, there was an incredible amount of business being transacted within itself. You had other big barbecue and grilling companies buying smaller to medium sized barbecue and grilling companies. Do you see flat out attrition or companies flat out going out of business or do you see some bigger ones gobbling up some smaller ones to, to add to growth that way?
0: I think there'll definitely be more companies buying up some smaller ones, but I think there'll be some big surprises coming in in 2023 with, um, different different things that take place. I mean I, again I think that the fastest way you know I I said it and I mean it's I, I'm not a economist but there will be absolutely historic layoffs coming in 2023 that I think that you look at all the the big CEOs of huge companies that have departed or been shown the door in 2022 And the the first thing they're going to do to get their feet under themselves or the fastest way to make an attempt to get your business healthy is if you've had some big losses, you're sitting on a ton of inventory, many, many different industries are sitting on a lot of inventory right now. And the fastest way to adjust that is to lay people off. Mm -hmm. And, you know, but I think where I, I don't think it's all doom and gloom. I think there's some really exciting things for the, the, barbecue industry if, if you will grill manufacturing smoking cooking at home you've got prices were already expensive they're way too expensive to go out food is it's it's insane but we need to it's it's pretty out of balance and i don't i think everyone would agree with that but it's how do we get back down and i think that there's going to be a rejuvenation of of people just like there was going into covid where people Said, well, they didn't have any other choice, and we've got a lot of new new fans and customers out there that that purchased a grill or a smoker, uh, and they got good with it. But the second that things opened up, they went back out and they they started going to the restaurants. But things are expensive, and I think you know there's a lot of people that are very comfortable that are exhausting their nest egg or their <laughs> their savings, and saying, I don't want to go back to work. And, you know, our, our, we haven't exactly given a lot of incentive for everyone to go back to work yet. So, you know, call it what you will, those folks that say, well, I'm going to wait to go back to work and, uh, and, and I find the job that, that will allow me to work from home is going to be a bigger struggle. And when that happens, I think people are going to get lean again and they're going to go back to their grill and their cooker because mm-hmm. that's going to be the cheapest way to eat and cook. And I think we're going to have a, a. It's it's going to be another shot of, uh, of uh, nitrous to the to the barbecue industry.
2: Interesting take there from Noah Glanville, the co owner of Pit Barrel Cooker, pitbarrelcooker.com, the website, of course. Um, any other look aheads for twenty twenty three? You going to be bringing anything new to the market uh, from a pit barrel <coughs> side, or you have you know any other brands that you're kicking around that you might. Introduced to the market?
0: Yeah, we do. We have um, we have another grill that we're going to be bringing out in the spring, and that's a uh, we're, we're keeping that somewhat uh, tight to our chest. All right, but I will say that the uh, but you will be the first to know, and we'll we'll talk more about that. Um, the uh, and that's that's going to that'll be teed up more for Amazon big box retailers, if that's where, where uh, it makes sense to go. Um, You know, but the pit barrel is something that's super high quality. It is very well built Mm -hmm. and there just isn't, there just hasn't been historically enough margin for the big box retail to take their bite of it, the consumer to get a, a a quality product without compromising quality. And, and so that's why we are, are primarily direct to consumer uh, you know, I, one of the things I'm excited about with our current lineup is the the PBX. The PBX is is a horse. That thing can cook mass amounts of food, and still have that same amazing quality that you get on the PBJ or PBC. It's just not everybody wants the the big cat daddy um, grill or has that many friends for that matter, or would, would want to. I mean, it's it, the thing's huge. So you can do. 30 racks of ribs in it at once. So we are going to do some things to really make it easier for the restaurants, caters to get their hands on one mm-hmm. in 2023. And, um, and, and that I think will also lead to, uh, just another tipping point for our brand and just the segment of cooking, hanging the meat, the juices dripping directly down onto the coals. Um, and that amazing flavor that you get that you can only get with a pit barrel.
2: When we were talking about the business of the industry a few moments ago, I wanted to ask you, through the whole COVID run, was there ever a alley conversation or, hey, just between us, uh, so-and-so is, is, we're interested in acquiring Pit Barrel Cooker. Were you ever
0: solicited to sell out, right? We looked at, I'm always transparent, and and you ask me a question, I, I I'll I'll do my best not to dance around it too bad. <laughs> so, that was something you know. We've Amber and I have worked at this business for going on twelve years, and we put everything into it all the time. Um, and you know, at, at some point, you want to grow something that's a value. Um, you know, I wanted to be able to spend more time with with our boys. We recently moved back to my hometown and being able to give in different ways uh, to the community and uh, and just to to the industry and what we've done it made sense to say well let's let's at least explore just like anybody I think would and you know where we got to was we got to phenomenal sales year in 2020 and margins just really getting eroded in 2021 yeah. and the shipping costs just, it was that was detrimental, and just not not the year. And so we've said, well, we'll we'll keep the sleeves rolled up and we'll keep plugging away. But you know, we won't compromise. We want to stay in the game, um, and find the right the right fit. But yeah, you know, a, a, everything at the right price, um, things can work. And 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 we'll, we'll we'll always look at that. But without compromising the brand and what we built, that's that's the main thing.
2: So if you're looking for a premium barrel smoker, go to pitbarrelcooker.com. No doubt about it. And if you want the real big-ass one, Noah just said 30 racks of ribs at a clip, then you want to look at the PBX, of course. Add that to the backyard, be the envy of the neighborhood. And uh, maybe some of the other moms might be like, oh, look at this guy. He's not overcompensating. He's just a pitmaster deluxe with a PBX. So be on the lookout for those. Let's do an origin story on Noah Glanville or as best we can. I don't know if you're familiar with these, but they are critically acclaimed. The best one so far in 2022 was a look back at a guy named John Marcus. I don't know if you're familiar with John Marcus Noah, but he is a Emmy award-winning TV producer known for the shows <coughs> like Barbecue Pitmasters, for instance. So Let's do a little origin story on Noah Glanville when and where were
0: you born well I was born in California Berkeley California of all of all crazy places um yeah and 1978 October all right good, good
2: vintage right there I'm four years older than you how many people in the family
0: We've got four people in my family, Easton, Max. No, no, and then, no. no. And Growing November.
2: up, we're starting from the beginning. This is before you even had a oh, family. Oh, yeah. yeah How many that's people right. in your we're immediate origin. Thing.
0: That's right. Yeah, right. Well, so I have a tw- twin brother and I have a sister that's so six years older.
2: I got a twin brother too. Is
0: your twin I brother's think, name Chris? I think we knew that. No, no. Zach. Almost. Oh,
2: close. Yeah. <laughs> and that's it? Just you and Zach?
0: Zach, and then a sister. She's six years older. All right. Uh,
2: yeah. Mom and dad stay together through uh, through your growing up years and all that. Still together?
0: Yeah, we we're very, very lucky. Stay together. Still together. Yeah, very important.
2: So you know, mid seventies going into the early eighties is you really you know start to see what's happening around the house and stuff. Um, you know, my mom was a stay at home mom. There were a lot of other moms around the neighborhoods that I grew up in. Moved a couple times that. Uh, all the moms seemed to stay home and, and be the the stay at home mom, while the dads
0: went out and earned a living. Uh,
2: same kind of a setup with you, or both parents worked?
0: Both parents worked. They've always been a team, and I think you know that's that's part of what I grew up with and what I saw. Uh, my dad, he was you know dabbled in. He's always been an entrepreneur, and my mom supported that. And real estate had a jewelry store. Um, wow. You know, went, saw good times and, and, and bad when, when the hard times came around and recession, you know, saw them go out and pound nails in construction. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so it, very interesting childhood in that respect and just seeing the good times and bad and, 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 and a roller coaster. And um, the, hard to put a value on that.
2: So what do you like as a kid prior to high school? What are you into? And Are you a rambunctious, curious kid or
0: are you pretty straight-lined? Uh, I was an athlete, Loved sports. I was passionate about anything I did. Uh, I was always working, always had a job, always had, uh, you know, walking around money. I was, I'd clear lots, cut trees down, any, anything to, to make money. And, and I, and I never wanted to, at a young age, I never wanted to wait for anybody to give it to me. Um, I wanted to go out and, and, and be able to buy what I wanted myself and um and in the back of my mind I always you know I I wanted to be on a ski team and that was you know where we live up here now that was that was always a dream and something I wanted to do and couldn't afford to do it and so those were some things that I said when I w- I want to be able to create an environment for my kids that when it's 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 their turn that all those doors and, and and windows are open so you know this is something that through a lot of hard work and um a good product we've we've been able to provide a good good lifestyle for our family.
2: So when you're growing up and you kind of have that fire lit within you, is that, I mean, do, do mom and dad just say, Hey, we don't have money for that. Or, you know, this year it's tough and you're going to have to go with, without on a few different things like this, or you just see your dad busting his ass and your mom busting her ass. And you're like, I, I got to get in that mindset too. And, and that's also how I'm going to make some money to get some things that I want.
0: Yeah. I think it was seeing other kids and other other peers that had things that, that I wanted and that I didn't have. And having an attitude that if you sat back and said, well, I'm just going to wait for someone to give it to me or it'd be handed to me, um, it probably wasn't going to show up any mm-hmm. anytime soon. And, and there were several things that, and, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it for the world, and and I'm glad it it worked out the way that it did because if it was handed to me, it things might have not have gone the way that uh, that that they did, and it made me hungry. It made me want to go out and get it myself. But I've always, you know, I've I've also always said, and I'm and I'm transparent. I've, no one has ever had to beg me to go outside and have a fist fight either. I would beat <laughs> anybody out the door. I'm um, I'm just I'm that guy anyway. Um, I. I respect others, but demand that I be respected back, and that's you know. So raising two young boys, and and trying to put the filter on that too, because you you there's a fine line between obviously getting in trouble and where that can lead, but also um, leading and in growing a business and being being a father and a husband and and having that having that balance of sticking up for yourself and being passionate but not going too far either so
2: when you are in high school what kind of a student are you and uh, I would assume extracurricular wise if you were into sports as a little kid you're probably much more into sports through high school since you're now at a little bit more of an elite level
0: yeah uh, great question and you know I, I wish I wish I had a chance to to say this more often in a, in a, in a public forum, um, I was, I wish I had tried harder in school. I didn't apply myself. I was there 100% for sports <laughs> and, and I love sports, sports, yeah. you know, that was th- the first taste of, of being successful for me was on, you know, through wrestling and on a football team and ran track. And I mean, I, 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 wow. I was, was a decent athlete. Um, but I tried hard and, um, and, and I was there primarily for the sport so staying eligible was really the only the only goal and it wasn't until you know later on down the road where I'm watching Harrier's take off of uh, off of the USS Bellowwood. and I, you know I'm cammed up with you know on my face sitting on the deck roasting as a quick reaction force and I realized ah, I should have I should have studied a little more and I, and I should have applied myself and, and I was absolutely capable and I just didn't didn't have the confidence academically um, to, to really do it. And it, you know, it was, it was just at that point in my life, it was a little too late to, to, uh, to try to reverse that. But, you know, the military was great for me, did more for me than I did for it and gave me that, gave me that confidence, um, you know, from an academic standpoint to, to, to do a lot of other things. And yeah, so primarily sports. And I, so the, the short answer, Greg is I was not, I was not the exemplary student.
2: When you're going through the high school years, uh, what's the relationship like with your parents? Are you still like pretty cohesive uh, or did you have some challenges getting through those years?
0: I, w- I pretty much marched to my own drum beat. I was did my own thing um and you know I didn't never got into drugs. Um had my fair share of scuffles. Um you know did Did what I think most, most kids in in high school, you know, did during those days, um, dated, had a lot of fun, loved my friends and high school was, were some great years. It was a great, great chapter, um, in my life. And, and growing up where I did was, is, is awesome place growing up in the mountains, being able to go off your, your back deck and, and shoot things, uh, you know, until dark and, and, hunt i mean i was i was very fortunate where i grew up all right we're talking with noah glanville
2: getting his origin story here we're going to break just for one second i'm going to do a quick commercial and then we'll come back and we'll talk about post high school for as much as we can but this is very interesting i'm learning some things here and we've uh, we've had some personal meetings uh, outside of the show of course so uh hang with me through the break here and we'll come right back talk a little bit more with noah glanville from pit barrel cooker and see what's happened after high school. So, let me talk to you quickly about the one stop online shop for all things barbecue. Big Papa Smokers, the one stop online shop for all things outdoor cooking. Everything has been Pitmaster approved by Sterling, Big Papa Ball himself, from the award winning rubs and sauces to the American made grills and smokers. Big Papa Smokers has everything you need to be a better outdoor cook. Known for the championship rubs and seasonings, popular flavors like Sweet Money, Cattle Prod, Cash Cow, all proven winners on the competition circuit and in backyards, Big Papa's offering 13 perfectly balanced flavors to transform ordinary meals into extraordinary meals. Also, owner of Granny's Barbecue Sauce. So if you're looking for a new go-to sauce or you're tired of what's existing out there right now, Give grannies a try. You might like it all by itself. Or use a debate sauce and trick it out from there to your liking. Aside from the rubs and sauces, they're selling the best, uh, very best pellet charcoal and wood cookers available today. If you're looking for something versatile that's easy to use, check out that Mac 2 Star General Pellet Cooker. Big Papa Smokers, the exclusive Mac deal, or even offering special packages. If you're not a fan of pellet smokers or you don't know what grill you need, call them, ask questions, And they will help you make the right decision. 877-828-0727. That's 877-828-0727. Or just browse the website, bigpopsmokers.com. That's B-I-G-P-O-P-P-A-Smokers.com. We are back with more Noah Glanville from Pit Barrel Cooker right after this. Stick around. Be right back.
1: You're listening to the Barbecue Central Show. Stern, Jim Rome, Dan Patrick, and Greg Rampey, the mountain rushmore of Talk Show Entertainment. Now let's get back to the Barbecue Central show.
2: And this portion being brought to you by Fireboard. Monitor up to six different temperatures simultaneously. Connect to Wi-Fi for cloud-based monitoring, or connect via Bluetooth if you have Alexa or the Google Assistant in your home. You're unlocked Fireboard, fully integrated with both. Find out more by visiting Fireboard.com or call 816-945-2232. And don't sleep on the Fireboard Spark rave reviews right now. Instant read meat thermometer and a one-channel Fireboard and being updated regularly. Fireboard.com. And we are rejoined by Noah Glanville getting the origin story here. So you're out of high school. You'd mentioned the military. Was there a thought of college uh, at any point there or was it just straight into the military right out of high school?
0: No, I did. I went down to to the Bay Area, so Chabot College to be exact. It was a junior college. Went down there for a year and- For sports? Got, I'll give this- uh, Started out playing football, uh, just briefly. and But after having zero study habits, very little, I mean, it was, I don't know what I was thinking. I, I go there <laughs> and then I'm listening to teachers and professors that- came across as having no real world experience in anything that they're actually talking about and I've always had a difficult time with that um, and for <sighs> me it just it wasn't it was not a fit and so <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, higher education is you know I think now in, in, in my life and it, that that could be different but or in what I'd say to my boys and just to touch on college don't don't want that to be taken the wrong way if if there's a specific need, a career path that you want to take that college is needed. Absolutely. But it's not a great place just to go and waste a bunch of money because other people are doing it or you, you haven't figured out anything else to do. Um, so, but not taking that advice, I went and, um, for a short amount of time and I just, it was not, it wasn't where it wasn't a fit. And so I said, I'll join the Navy um become a navy seal that was that was my path and what i wanted to do and um it joined joined went to be a navy corpsman took the asvab and they said you could do anything you want except for the nuke program and i thought are you sure you are looking at my test because there's no way i did (laughs) that well on it and they said no what what, did you cheat and i said no i I didn't cheat i guessed on a few but um that's (laughs) not cheating but no, no. Um, and so yeah, I went in as a corpsman and that was a seal source rate job at the time, I believe still is. And then went through core school. You know, I, I remember going to core school and opening up the book and it was f- right at the pharmacology toxicology section. And I didn't even know what some of the words were. And I thought I am so screwed. And they're at, right at that point, they're telling me that, you know, look to your right, look to your left. One of you won't be here. And, and you're going to, you know, you fail out, you fail two tests and you get, sh- you know, sh- sent off to the fleet, chipping and paint and scooping shit. And, and I thought, <laughs> well, that's going to be me. And, and so I took the first test, failed it. I remember calling my grandpa and I said, I don't know what I'm going to do. And he said, you can do this. And he says, you've got to, you've got to dig deep and, and, you can do it, and 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 he knew me well, and I believed him, and so did flashcards, did everything that that I ever saw anyone do that looked like they they excelled in school, and so, um, ace the next test, and ended up coming back from failing the test to graduating second in the class, wow. and and I was on cloud nine, and nothing was going to stop me. That that was a feeling that I had. So, um, through just fear of being sent to the fleet for three years and living in the bottom of a ship in in the worst conditions. Uh, <laughs> I didn't want that to happen to me. And so graduated core school. And then at the time they said that they were full on, on the seal, the teams were full on Corman and they're, they're They had filled out the quota and that they would probably open that back up. It would, it had been some time since they had reopened it and I just had gone in a different path and decided that maybe that wasn't what I wanted to do. And by the time I finally got orders to go, um, Mm. it just, it didn't seem like it was the right fit and maybe I wouldn't be here today as a result, but, you know, deploying with the Marines and as a, as a Navy combat medic, um, I wouldn't change anything. Some of the best and worst years of my life, hands down and, um, definitely makes you see things differently
2: for sure. When you say some of the best and some of the worst years of your life. What are the best things that you remember?
0: I think what the person that it made me today and the, the father that I, that I believe I can be and the spouse and and a friend, um, you know, the, the lens that I look through um, some of the mentors that I had and, and leaders that I was so lucky to have. And unfortunately some of them aren't, aren't with us anymore today. Um, But, just life is all about experiences and it's and it's it's what makes it who you are and some people are a little more eager to go out and and get an extra dose of an experience and some people say i'm gonna choose to live in a bubble and that's gonna be my experience and i've always wanted to live my life to the fullest and um and i believe that it it's allowed me to be the the kind of dad that i hoped i would be uh, my boys might say, say differently. I, I, I don't, they probably say if, if you could ask him and I say, and I, and I ask them this, I say, if there's something I needed to work on, what would it be? And it's funny asking little boys this and they, cause they look at you and they say, do I get to really be honest here? I and mean, this is my <laughs> chance. And, and patience is always one of those that, <laughs> that work on your patience, dad. And Okay. I'll I'll try, and that's that's a fair that's probably a fair assessment of me, not being patient. I like to run really fast at things, um, so yeah. What were the worst things about it? War for sure. Seeing people, seeing people do horrible things to each other, um, and and by far seeing children get caught up and in, and. In, and war and and the fog of war is 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 I think the worst thing. And you are Soft in the middle of that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So seeing that um, families that you know won't won't see each other again, and and knowing that that's that we did that. You know, we're going, we're taking land, we're we're occupying an area, and that's that's part of the mission, but that's also what the fog of war is, and and living with it and knowing, you know, it's it's not a matter of you can you can be callous and step back and say, well, it takes some, you know, you got to break some eggs to make an omelet. And, and at the end of the day, yes, there's a mission to accomplish, but you know, there's always those things that, that as a human, you need to look back. I don't don't think you'd be right if you didn't look back and, and, and that affect you in some way Um, seeing friends that, that you served with that didn't come back or came back, you know, severely affected either physically or mentally. uh, Those are, Those are tough things, but you know, there's war definitely does something to you that, um, being on the ground and, and fighting in combat at least, and and I can only speak from my experience, definitely does something to you that, um, that never goes away and PTSD. It can, it can be dormant. And I always say, I have to stay busy. It bad things happen for me if I don't stay busy and, and you go to places you know you can be depressed um and and into and a place where i don't even want to take i don't want to even chance going down that path and so i stay busy i'm always moving no matter what whether it's physically working outside or uh, on the business i'm always thinking and you know and i have to say and really kind of compartmentalize uh, from coaching youth sports for my kids being a dad being a good husband trying to be a good husband and and business owner um and and ch- making sure that I'm checking those right boxes in those areas and and not uh you know I but I you know I don't and and, and somewhat regiment I mean people that know me would say I'm pretty sporadic and spontaneous and and things like that but but I'm also pretty calculated in the sense of what what I do with my time and you know I don't as an example, I if you said who's winning in the in the NFL and sports, I couldn't tell you. I have no idea. Football, baseball, um, hockey, any any sports, I'd never sit on the couch and check out and, and watch that because in my mind, I'm always saying, Is it is this is this time away for my family and things that I'm doing? And and everyone has to have that that checkout time and something that they are doing for themselves. And I probably should do more of that, but, but I don't.
2: Is it just because of the fear that if you start to become idle, then all the things you're worried about manifesting itself will just start to work them way, work its way up on you then?
0: I think that's, I think that's a big piece of it. Um, you know, I, I and you see people idle hands, um, you know, I, I, Yeah, I I, I think so. I I think that's probably a fear.
2: When you're in the middle of accomplishing the mission, as you say, do they give you any tools to work through, you know, on a day to day basis, like what you're seeing, what's actually transacting on the field? And then they can't expect that you guys are just going to be able to tuck away at night and not even think about that again, let alone what you're going to be sent home to deal with because you're following orders it, re, were you able to put it aside while you're there or it just immediately affects you and and now you're left to self-cope and then you can't even think about what it's going to be like when you actually get away from it
0: I, well I think if I'm understanding the question right if if you're if you're in theater meaning in in combat in in in, in, in that zone I think your mind and your body goes to a different place where you just survive, get the mission accomplished. You're not thinking about anything else. Um, especially if you've been there in any prolonged period of time, you're just, you, you you fall in and you're, you don't think about those things. At least, at least I didn't. And I didn't get the feeling that people I was around, you know, spent much time thinking about that. It's more when you get back or when you're departing the military. And I think the military's done, a really good job and and it's like we can always get better we can always improve but i think the military's done a really good job to try and and address a lot of those things for the personnel getting out in all branches but you know we're so lucky compared to the guys that served in vietnam and earlier in different conflicts that got absolutely nothing Mm -hmm. and um you know so i mean you know really we're uh, you know very grateful for those things and even just the acknowledgement Um, you know, those guys didn't have any acknowledgement of PTSD. That was, that was a joke and you'd be laughed at. Um,
2: when you are done with your time in the Navy as a corpsman, are you done and you're out of the military altogether after that? And then it's on to work or what's happening at that point?
0: For me, it was, I had started a mobile auto detail business and before I got out and, um, yeah you know, but when when you get out you're gosh you're kind of um you go through a bunch of different things and steps and and as you're as you're exiting and and they still do that now um you have a uh, inactive reserve that you're on that you could be called back so that's always a nice thing to to think about <laughs> that you could you could get called back up <laughs> so um but uh yeah and once you serve that time once that time goes by and i can't remember how many years it was um then then they you know supposedly can't call you back and now i'm too old i think 35 is the the draft the draft age limit where does pit barrel start to make an emergence so i when i got out um my Started my own business and in Orange County as a as a mobile auto detail company. It was doing well. Then the uh then the state said you had to retain all the water going down the drain. So it was one of those wonky, unrealistic things. And so we 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 we, my guys were going out and I was growing a great business. Things were going really well. And they would get in a rush and they wouldn't put this mat out that was really expensive. So we we got fined a couple times and and I finally said, this just isn't this isn't gonna work for us. And um, went to went to work for a company called Extra Lease and yeah. a guy who trailers. was an operations manager. Yep. <laughs> and um yeah, white trailers, yeah. red letters, XTRA lease. Yep. You know, at the time I, I want to say it was the second largest um, trailer leasing company. Uh, Next to Tip T I P and Berkshire Hathaway Company. So then, so that was my real first taste of of corporate life out of the military, which was a huge adjustment. And you know, firsthand seeing people, you know, in my opinion, worrying about things that weren't weren't anything compared to to combat and war. And and but I was very passionate about it. Took a a branch that was one of the worst to one of the best uh, utilization and um you know and i knew that at that point anything that i went to work for anything i did i was going to accomplish a mission you know and that's always been who i am and if it requires putting that extra time in um you know if i find somebody and there's not for me i mean there's nothing more powerful than finding someone that you you respect that you look up to and if i have that there's no way i'm letting them down i'll find a way And I don't want to let someone down. That's, that's, um, just something that's courses through my veins.
2: Where do you meet Amber and how does that love story evolve?
0: So I was, so after working for extra lease, um, I was pending a top security clearance to go to work for Blackwater at the time they were called Blackwater. So I was doing that waiting to, to go to work as a security contractor. And, and that took a long time to get through that process. Um, and when I would deploy finally went through, I would deploy to Iraq and Afghanistan, Oof. uh, working for a company called MBM and, and Blackwater, uh, two separate companies at the time. And they would work on government contracts and anybody can look up that and Google it and see who those contracts are with. It's not, it's not uh, secret anymore, but, um, but, you know what what you did and where you operated and and who you operated with obviously is um wouldn't they, they would frown upon that if if i talked a lot about that <laughs> yeah. um so we won't but the so i started doing it did that and went from making not a lot of money to thousand bucks a day and and in the beginning tax-free and then they put the kibosh on that but if you you know, if you didn't come back to Washington or at or stateside for more than 24 hours and went somewhere else, which guys would do, um, you could, you could avoid paying the taxes in the U S so I never did that. I, I couldn't wait to get back home and did that for a number of years. And I had a couple of hunting dogs, two German short haired pointers that that was all I did. I loved to, I worked and then I came back and I, I hunted with the dogs <laughs> and spent you know, a lot of time by myself though. And that was something that spent a lot of time thinking about the military and what I was doing. And that was kind of a time in my life that um, was really trying to figure out like, what, what is next? What am I going to do? That kind of, that kind of life was a a stepping stone. And, um, and while I was back, I was rented a room from a friend in Bakersfield, California of all places. And, went he owned a i think he owned he owned a nightclub or something a bar restaurant and went and, and um went down one time and and met amber there and um the rest is history was she singing she was not singing but she is <laughs> a phenomenal singer so, so maybe one day you get to hear her. <laughs>
2: um when so what do you guys decide you're gonna bring pit barrel to the industry together? Or do you have to sell her on this thing? Or did you guys know you, you wanted to work together after you get married and all this other stuff?
0: She so I look at I saw my grandfather and grandma and how they were and she would go anywhere with him and was the right hand person. And you know, and I think a little bit different, you know, and I'm and I'm glad to say it, you know, we have A very similar relationship, except Amber is a decision maker too, and you know we we very much have different departments that that we are responsible for, and um, you know couldn't do it couldn't do it without her, and 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 vice versa. I think I think she would say that, Um, but uh, but no, we 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 handle different things, and um, and I'm so fortunate. I'm very lucky in. You know, absolutely nothing to complain about. I say this all the time, and even whether she's watching or not, um, she's an awesome mother, partner, wife. Um, you know, it couldn't I love working with her? And some people say, "Oh my God, mm-hmm. I couldn't can stand working with my wife," and I, I wouldn't want it any other way. Um, you know, it 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 helps us, and you know, but I mean, I think at some point we'll be ready for the next chapter, though, too, to where we can. We can do something that doesn't require as much dependency on on just other people and and market conditions and you know you, you, you never know what's going to happen when you're importing and exporting product all around the world. Um, it, there's a lot of variables that if you said ah if we could get some of these things more more manageable and under control, maybe a little less stress.
2: You have uh, two very well-adjusted boys. I've met them a couple different times. Uh, Still young, uh, young guys. Uh, Gentlemen, if I might say. Obviously, they're your legacy, right? But, uh, I mean, they're your humans. So, outside of that, and outside of Pit Barrel, is there anything that you care to be remembered for? Is there a legacy that you're actively trying to
0: leave? Yeah it's it's another great question you know whether they have anything to do with pit barrel or and i say it all the time you guys do something else and do it a lot smarter we've worked as hard as you you possibly can i think in in the way we've done our business um trying to be everything to everybody trying to have great customer service um and, and a quality product and you know you can only give so much of yourself and we give a lot you know what what i want them you know, what would break my heart is if one day they said, um, I would not want to be an entrepreneur. And that was one thing that was a pivotal moment in saying, maybe, maybe selling the company, staying on board as C-level executives and, and, and still running the company. And that would be most likely how something that would work. You take certain percentage chips off the table leave, leave a chunk on hopefully the second bite of the apple dwarfs are first and, um, and you continue to run that company, but in, in a, in a little different way. And you know, one of my boys said, I don't think I want to, I want to have my own company one day. And that was like, I stopped in my tracks because I, I knew, I knew why he was saying that. and, and, and but I asked him, uh-huh. I said, why, why do you feel that way? And he said, because you're on the phone all the time and you're always working and if you're not doing that you're doing emails and you're on calls and and meetings and and it it basically pulls all of you and and when that happened i said we we got to make an adjustment um you know and 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 i think we have but what i explained to him is there's things we've done good and there's things that that you can do better and you can be smarter and if you are going to go to college go to college and learn how money works and how money's really made um that would be a thing because in talking with with companies that buy other companies, they've said it. To, you know, I had a conversation with one, and they said we take people like you and your wife, who have had probably several mental breakdowns, which we have, and worked your asses off, and clawed and scratched.
2: We've lost Noah Glanville here, so I apologize. I'm not sure exactly what happened, although my internet is here, so something. Happened on his end, unfortunately, which is a shame. We're just kind of getting ready to wrap out anyway. So, this is an unfortunate circumstance. However, we are ready to roll here in the second hour. So, let me quickly move some songs around here. I thank Noah Glanville. Guy the Cooking Sam Saying I tapped him out. (laughs) greed (laughs) he's like that's enough (laughs) can only talk about so much war pitbarrelcooker.com that's pitbarrelcooker.com and we will head to the second hour literally right now literally right now stand by